0: I'm David Enders, in for Malika Bilal, and this is The Take. We are coming to you on Saturday and Sunday as Israel's war in Gaza continues. A UN resolution urging more humanitarian aid to Gaza has not slowed the pace of Israel's military offensive there as it killed dozens in bombings and issued further evacuation orders for areas it had previously declared safe for civilians fleeing the violence. It's Saturday, December 23rd. As we record this, it's 12 noon GMT. That's 2 p.m. in Gaza and 7 a.m. in Washington, D.C. Palestinians in the Gaza city of Khan Yunis held funerals for a family of four that were among the dozens killed by Israeli airstrikes on Saturday as the war entered its 78th day. In New York on Friday, the United Nations Security Council passed a resolution calling for increased aid to Gaza. But Akram al-Satari, a freelance journalist in Khan Yunis, said people there had few expectations their situation would change.
1: Optimism comes with caution because Gazans see the UN convening, making decisions, drafting resolutions, but never bringing about any tangible change to their life. Gazans who have been suffering at all different arenas and levels, are hoping that the UN would do something to stop the ongoing military escalation that has brought large-scale devastation to their life. The ones who moved from their homes are hopeful they would be able to go back to the North. They are even asking if that UN resolution is bringing them back to their home. The children, the women, and the elderly people are also hoping something good and positive would happen. However, Palestinians have no longer a trust in the U.N. system. They have been seeing the past resolutions thwarted by the Israeli stubborn, the Israel being stubborn and continuing its military uh, ground operation in Gaza.
0: Even as trucks of aid entered Gaza through an Israeli-controlled crossing point, U.N. representatives criticized the resolution. This is Lana Nuseiba, the United Arab Emirates representative to the U.N.
1: Let's be clear, in the coming period, unless we take drastic action, there will be famine in Gaza. This war and the unbearable price being paid by Palestinian civilians, 60-70% of whom we know are women and children, is also having a significant impact on neighboring countries. Regional spillover is a real possibility. All possible land, sea and air routes into Gaza must be utilized to allow life-saving aid to enter.
0: The resolution was the first in the UN Security Council addressing Gaza that was not vetoed outright by the United States. Rather, the US abstained. According to Al Jazeera correspondent Gabriel Elizondo, even that required extensive negotiations.
2: After being postponed multiple times, finally, the UN Security Council passed a resolution calling for scaled-up humanitarian aid into Gaza. But at the behest of the United States, the resolution went through several drafts throughout the week-long delay. Behind closed doors, the Americans pushed to alter the wording of the resolution to make it more favorable to Israel. Previous drafts called for an immediate cessation of hostilities. That was later downgraded to suspension of hostilities. But even that language was removed. Instead, the final resolution called to create the conditions for a sustainable cessation of hostilities. A far cry from a ceasefire.
0: More than 20,000 Palestinians have died so far, and thousands more remain missing under the rubble. On Saturday, evacuation orders were again issued for areas the Israeli military had previously deemed safe. The majority of Gaza's 2.3 million residents are now displaced, and many are living in the open as winter sets in. The number of the IDPs reaches around one9
1: million Gazans. Gaza and the north were asked initially to move to this Gaza central area, Khan Yunis and Rafah in the very south of Gaza Strip. And they are being asked once again to move from areas in the Nusayrat to the area in the same central area governorate.
0: The Israeli military has previously bombed areas it had declared safe for civilians. Here's freelance journalist Akram al-Satari again. People are confused. People are
1: extremely terrified by the things that they have been seeing, and people have been fearing an imminent death because of the fact that even when they're moving from an area to the other, that does not mean that the instructions
0: provided by the Israeli army are going to be respected or observed. Communications outages caused by the bombing compounded the problems. There are no
1: communication in the Gaza Strip. There were no communication for three days. And in those days, the misery of the people is even exacerbated because they cannot communicate, they cannot call their relatives who in other areas that are deemed to be safe, and they cannot find themselves
0: places. And that's The Take for Saturday, December 23rd. This episode was produced, mixed, and hosted by me, David Enders, in for Malika Bilal, with Miranda Lynn, Amy Walters, Sari Al-Halili, Zainab Badr, Negin Oliayi, Chloe K. Lee, Sonia Bagat, Faranisa Kampana, Ashish Mohotra, and Khalid Sultan. Our sound designer is Alex Roldan, Alexandra Locke is The Take's executive producer, and Ney Alvarez is Al Jazeera's head of audio. Please join us again tomorrow.